what you would do is you would take your blog post and you would say, all right, chat GPT, please create an email, start the email with a story and then, you know, put your story in of what you want to start with or just a brief outline of your story and then tell them you want like a basic summary of the blog post and it will do that for you. So what I did with my book, which was really cool for my description, what I asked it for was I was like, well, first I gave it the table of contents for my book. So it was really clear on what the book covered. And then I asked it to write a, a one paragraph description of what the book sounded, was, what the book was. Asked it to write a one sentence summary of what the book was, and it did. It's just amazing. It's really great at summarizing information for you. And, you know, I've actually said, condense this paragraph into two sentences, and it does. And it's like more amazing than I could have ever done. You're on a mission and you just need more people to know about it. And whether you're brand new to marketing or a seasoned pro, we are all looking for answers to make marketing decisions with purpose. I'm Monica Pitts, a techie, crafty business owner, mom, and aerial dancer who solves communication challenges through technology. This podcast is all about digging in and going digital. I'll share my marketing know-how and business experience from almost 20 years of misadventures. I'll be your backup dancer so you can stop doubting and get moving towards marketing with purpose. Hello again, and welcome back to Marketing with Purpose. My name is Monica, and I am your host of this very awesome techie yet not so techie episode. I am super pumped. I know that you guys have been hearing about AI all over the place, and you've probably even heard of ChatGPT. Now, I personally hadn't used it, and I'm really interested in how I can use tech to save time in my business and in my marketing, and I know that you are too. And so I found someone who could tell us all about it. Her name is Andrea Thomas, and today she is going to tell us how we can use ChatGPT for blog ideas, outlines, keywords, and SEO. Andrea is no stranger to tech. She's been working in the digital world for 15 years. She began by making websites and then later moved on to creating iOS apps. And last year, she decided to shift her focus to helping other women entrepreneurs with tech for their businesses. So her main goal is to teach entrepreneurs how to use ChatGPT so they can take their business to new heights. In this episode, she is going to explain first off like what ChatGPT is, just in case you were living under a rock and didn't know what it does. And also, she's going to explain how you can use it to work your way through your writing process. So how you can use it to get ideas, make an outline, find keywords, and then also write click-worthy SEO-rich titles. So... That's pretty amazing. But what's really, really cool is you're going to find that Andrea has a brain of a programmer. And so what she's done over the past months is interact with ChatGPT and figure out how to talk to it to get the results that she wants out of it. And in this episode, you're going to get a lot of tips so that way you don't have to spend months to figure it out because she's going to give you a shortcut. She even made us a downloadable PDF. I'm so excited. Really, no, you're going to, I got so excited when she was telling me about all this stuff and ah, 
It's going to be so cool, you guys. So stick with me here. This is an awesome episode. I am so excited to introduce you to Andrea Thomas so she can teach you all about ChatGPT and how you can use it in your writing process. All right, let's get to business. Hello again, and welcome back to Marketing with Purpose. I'm super excited today because everybody has been talking about AI. Like my staff has been talking about it. All the podcasts and blogs that I follow have been talking about it. And I got to be honest with you, I don't get it all the way yet. And so I found this awesome human who is in one of my um, membership groups and not my membership, but we're in a membership group together. Um, Andrea Thomas, and she is going to talk with us about using chat GPT to create copy for your website. But she is like really good. She's going to talk us through all of it. So Andrea, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your business? All right. So my name is Andrea Thomas, and I started back in tech back in like 2005. I got this really cool job working as a quality rater for Google. And through that job, I learned a lot about SEO and how they rank websites and, you know, just the different websites out there. And so it made me excited that I wanted to try to make my own website. And so I did that and I worked as um, I had a number of niche websites and I used affiliate marketing to make money off them. And I did that for a number of years. And then I graduated to apps. I decided I wanted to make my first app. And so I did. Um, and very monumental day for me is February 1st, 2013, when my very first app was available in the app store, the Apple app store. And so I will always remember that day because I spent months um, working on the app and getting it done. So it was very exciting. And over the years, I've still been working on apps, but the more I've gotten into networking groups with other women, I know a lot of them, tech is holding them back from moving forward in their business. And so I've been focusing really on trying to help other women with tech. And lately, I just discovered ChatGPT. And I will tell you, it has been a huge game changer for my business. And I don't know if you want me to tell you my first encounter with ChatGPT. I want to hear it. <laughs> All right. So, well, it's, it's a little bit sad, but my cat, Frank, was sick. And he eventually um, died, sadly. And right after his death, I was, you know, just super depressed. I really, you know, I was just crying all day. I couldn't really do much. And I got an email from someone that has one of my apps and they were asking me why I had removed a feature and, you know, different questions. And I really didn't have the energy to answer them, you know, cause I mean, I can barely think at this point cause I'm so sad. And so I said, I'm going to give chat GPT a try. You know, I've heard people talking about it. I'm just going to give it a try. So I went and I got the email, I pasted it in and I told chat, chat GPT that I wanted it to write a response. And, you know, I gave some guidelines of what I wanted to include in the response. And, oh my God, the answer I got back, it was like fabulous. It was a better response than I could have ever written myself. It was just amazing. And so I changed a few things here and there just to make it more, you know, relevant to the person and personable to the situation. But, you know, from there, I was like, 
this is a game changer. I mean, this saved me, you know, 20, 30 minutes of struggling trying to write an email, trying to explain to this person why I removed this feature. And I like had to learn more. <laughs> that is fun. Well, I mean, not, not the reason why you ended up trying it out. Yeah. <laughs> I do get that though. We had my, my first dog ever, maybe I got her when I graduated from college and she was with me all the way through both of my babies every single night, oh, every single day. And then when she passed away, my husband and I just, we laid in bed and we cried for nights and, um, and one night we turned to each other and we were like, why are we so shook up about this dog? We didn't even cry this much when his grandma died, you know? And then we were like, are we terrible people? Um, and it was just that she was, she was a part of our family, like an intimate member of our family. And, and she was not there anymore. And so, well, I'm glad that you found some light by finding GPT and then pouring some energy into um, getting to use it. So it's crazy that it's that, responsive though. Um, I was uh, talking before we came on air and said, my real only interaction with it is using the Canva magic text because I have Canva. And I was like, this isn't going to work. I'm really expecting it to be like very stupid. Right. And I put in um, ways to optimize your website and it spit out a list of like seven things that are absolutely accurate and I was blown away and I like copied and pasted it over to my developer. And I was like, look at this thing. And we were both like, whoa, <laughs> whoa. Um, that's my only interaction from it. Um, so I have one more question about you and your background. Um, you know, you've moved through different paths in this like entrepreneurial journey that you've been on. Um, so what, kind of transitioned you, I mean, are you still doing apps or have you like transitioned away from doing apps? Tell me about that path. Cause everybody's always kind of like, especially right now, I feel like people are in a period of transition. A lot of people are. And so hearing about how other people make their decisions is kind of a powerful thing. <laughs> well, originally I started my business. I had Lyme disease years ago and so I couldn't work a full-time job. And so that's how I happened upon the job working for Google. I was a nice work at home job that I could do and I could set my own hours. And I don't know about if anybody's had Lyme disease, they know that it, you know, you can develop into chronic Lyme and, you know, you have health issues. You don't always get hundred percent healed. And so I've had to find ways to work and have a business that works around my mm -hmm. health. And so um, when I did websites, with the affiliate marketing, I had to constantly update the websites every day. You know, it was a constant thing that I had to do. And I had some health issues and I had to take a break from a month from it. And I kind of lost all my traffic and people that were wanting to advertise stopped contacting me. And so I had to find a better way to make a living. And so the apps were that for mm -hmm. me. I really don't have to work on them every day. I do have to update them every year, you know, or sometimes more than that, whenever Apple updates their iOS, it inevitably breaks the app and I have to update it. And um, so that's why I got into the apps. The one thing I don't like about the apps and why I've been kind of transitioning out of it is because unlike a website, if you have a website and you want to update your website, you can just go in and update the website, publish the changes and you're good. But with Apple, you have to submit 
the changes to Apple and they have to approve it or not. So your business hinges on whether Apple will approve your app or not. And so that's kind of makes me a little nervous. Yeah. Like being <laughs> at the whims of, uh, of, uh, you know, tech God, like Apple is pretty scary. And then now you're moving into like this more educational realm. It sounds like with chat GPT at kind of at the center of it. So, um, what does that look like now? Well, in the past year, I've actually had some courses that I developed and have offered on creating your lead magnet. It takes you through all the steps for creating and delivering your lead magnet. And I had released that and then Frank got sick. And then I kind of, you know, things were so stressful and I kind of transitioned out of that. And I guess that gives me, I still have those courses available, but I'm not actively selling them. And I still have to mm -hmm. update the one because uh, Canva changed a lot of things. And so when I discovered ChatGPT, I kind of like fell in love with it, if that's weird. I don't know, this may sound sad, but like Frank was my, you know, BFF, like my whole day revolved around him, mm -hmm. especially in the end because he, you know, was sick. Mm -hmm. And so when he died, I was lost, you know, what do mm -hmm. I do all day. And then I discovered, you know, chat GPT, my new BFF. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, it's really helped me in my business though. I mean, it's just amazing at coming up with ideas and challenging me to think differently of, you know, how to do things. And it's like mm -hmm. having a really smart person with you all the time that you can just ask advice to. Yeah. And then they give you advice because I, um, you know, I recently published a book on um, chat GPT, how to use chat GPT. I compiled all the information I learned and I was asking chat GPT for ideas for titles for the book. And so it gave me some titles and I didn't really like it, but I mixed and matched some of the stuff it gave me. And I said, what about this title? And it gave me its actual opinion. Well, it didn't, it said, I can't give you my opinion on the title, but here's what, you know, factually, you know, objectively the title means and can do and stuff. It was like, you know, just asking somebody for their objective opinion of whether it's terrible or good and it will actually tell you. So it's so cool. My jaw is like open. I'm like, this is crazy. Gosh. And now I'm like, I just want to get off this podcast and play with ChatGPT. <laughs> Oh yeah, you have. Oh. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> I'm going to be so excited about this. Okay. So, um, we've been talking about chat GPT a lot. Um, but what if somebody has been listening to this and they don't know what in heaven's name that we're talking about? Can you tell them what are these words? What does chat GPT mean? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So basically chat GPT is like an artificial intelligence system. It's designed to understand and generate human-like text. And it's like a super smart chatbot, a chatbot that you can have the conversation with. And it's like, um, you know, I asked ChatGPT what it was. <laughs> you know, you can actually, if you don't really know what ChatGPT is, you can ask it what it is and what it does. And it will tell you, it's kind of inflates itself <laughs> sometimes that it's like so superior. <laughs> and actually it is, but it's like um, having a computer program that talks to you or can talk back to you back and forth. And you can literally have a conversation with it through what are called prompts. And they call it prompts, but it's really, you know, just questions that you enter in and ask it. 
And if you don't like its response, you can say, I don't really like that. Can you give me, you know, another answer or something like that? It's all about how you communicate with it. And uh, yeah, it's just, you know, a very knowledgeable friend that you can ask questions to. (laughs) Well, where do I go, like, find it? Like, if I wanted to use it, how does that work? Do I, like, set up an account? Is it something that I pay for? Or is it, like, a website? What app? I don't even know. Like, I I went to the open AI. Actually, I I Google searched for ChatGBT. I got plunked Mm -hmm. on the open AI website. And I was like, is this a joke? Because the website is kind of, like, psychedelic with the colors and stuff. And I thought, I've have to be in the wrong place and I need to leave and go talk to somebody about this. (laughs) Well, you know, I felt the same way when I went to the website for the first time. Yeah. It's a little out there. You're like, am I in the right place? Is this really this chat GPT everybody's talking about? And so I actually, you know, I created a workbook for your, um, for your people that listen to this. And I included step-by-step directions on how to sign up for chat GPT. But basically you just go to the open AI website. It's openai.com. And then there's a menu at the top where you, and you click on that, you click on products, and then you select chat GPT from the dropdown, and then you can sign up for your account. Now, one thing I will tell you is that you have to give them your phone number because I guess they want, you know, they want to verify that too. So you'll sign in with your email. That's how you sign up for your account with your email. And then they have to verify that you're actually a person. So you will have to do that by giving them a phone and you can't give them, like I have a Google voice phone. You can't give them one of those. You have to give them an actual cell phone number. Yeah. And it's free to use the chat, regular chat GPT is free, but I will tell you it's, if the free accounts, if it's super busy, it's hard to get in. Okay. So there's a limited so number of, kind of seats, kind of, with, yeah, they can only probably think busy. so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so you can sign up for a pro account and it's $20 a month. Okay. And it sounds a little high, but I will tell you the amount of knowledge that I've gotten from ChatGPT, like that $20 is like, worth it. Ha- I'm happy to spend it. Yeah. So well, we're getting rid of our uh, clock in, clock out system. <laughs> so maybe I should get ChatGPT chat GPT instead, like just psh, psh, one for the other. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay. So, but, oh, I want okay. to tell you uh, one limitation of ChatGPT. You have to be really clear on how you write your prompts or your questions, kind of like you're talking to somebody who's five. The answers you get really depend on the prompts that you give it. Yeah. And we're going to talk way more about that later in this episode. That's a good point though, because I do use a lot of slang. And when I speak, I don't even realize I do it. And when I had, um, for a while, we had multiple employees where English was their second language. Like we had some employees in like California and like even some here, but they were native Spanish speakers. And then I would use the slang and I'm like, I mean, I know that they speak great English, like they speak eloquently and it's wonderful, but do they know these weird Midwestern like words that I'm stringing together for them? And I can imagine that, you know, chat GPT might not know all of my weird monotheisms like either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like different jargon or, um, you know, syn- or, you know, initials for things. Oh. It may not know stuff like that. So you have to be really clear 
And it will tell you if it doesn't understand what you're talking about, or it'll just give you some abstract answer and you won't, that you'll know to go back and write a different prompt for it. Now, one of the things that I talk to people about all the time is process to get creative out, right? Because I'm a firm believer that if you're going to do creative stuff, you need a process to get it out or else you can't do it consistently time and time again. And so um, what you were explaining to me as we were setting up and outlining this podcast is that ChatGPT can actually help people save time through the entire process of writing for their website, like blogging in particular. So um, just taking myself and, and our audience through the steps that we would usually go through, you would start with ideas and then outline the post, find keywords, incorporate them, and then write click-worthy SEO-rich titles. And you're saying, and I believe you, that chat GVT can help me all the way along like this journey, all this through this whole process. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Um, this is really exciting. You know, I used to be a blogger back in the day. I had a beauty and style blog. And if I had all of the chat GPT, oh my gosh, it would have been a game changer for me. I could have, you know, put out so many articles and not struggled and it would have been great. So yeah, I'm excited about the process. I've used this process for articles for myself, not necessarily for blogs, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, it's amazing. It does it all. So how, it really does. how do I get, so let's start with the topics, right? Cause that's the beginning. What's the best way to get topics out of chat GPT then? Okay. So the first thing you really want to do is you want to know, you want to have a goal for your blog post. You want to know um, what type of blog post you want to create. Do you want to, you know, educate people, entertain people, inspire people. And then you want to decide on your topic. You know, what topics do you want chat GPT to generate ideas for? And then of course, knowing your audience, that's also important because you can also use that in prompts and chat GPT will tailor the results to all these variables that you give it. It's kind of like programming, which I think that's why I love it so much, <laughs> but it's not complicated. Like it's super, like I may say it variables, but it's really just like a goal, a topic and your target audience. Those are three main things that you need to know before you want to um, type in any prompts. So a goal, a and topic and a target audience. Can you give me an example? Cause my brain is trying to formulate examples, but it's not chat GPT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So say you, um, say you're a fitness coach mm -hmm. and you want to brainstorm blog ideas for your fitness blog and you um, want to help people who want, you want to educate them, mm -hmm. all right, on healthy eating habits. Okay. Okay, so right there you have your fitness coach. Your goal is to educate them, and then your topic is healthy eating habits. Okay. And so that's what you okay. would put in a chat GPT. Yeah, well, there's two things you can do. So if you're really sure about the type of ideas that you want, say you're, you know, you're absolutely sure these are the exact ideas I want, you can type in, um, please generate brainstorm blog post ideas for a fitness coach who focuses on educating people on the benefits of healthy eating habits. Okay. And it's, you know, just basically a sentence. You can just ask it. You don't have to, I know I said the word variables, mm -hmm. so I don't want to scare anybody away that it has, it's like programming. It's just basically asking a complete sentence with all of those items in it that you want to know. 
And if you want to include like your target audience, you could say um, that you want to brainstorm blog post ideas for a fitness coach who focuses on healthy eating habits for seniors over the age of 75 or for, you know, millennials under 20, or I don't know, are yeah. millennials under 20? No, <laughs> Sorry. they're not. You can... I don't think they are anymore. <laughs> I think that's the next generation. I'm, I'm showing my age. Okay. But, um, <laughs> but if you specify your target audience, like I showed you in that, then you can really hone in on specific, you know, ideas. But if you're not really sure of you know, what type of idea you want, what you can start out with is just, you know, I'm a fitness coach. And can you generate some ideas on healthy eating habits? And then once chat GPT generates those initial ideas, you can go back and say, okay, idea number five, where you said this, can you expand on that? Or can you um, make subtopics, mm -hmm. you know, create a list of subtopics for that particular idea. And then you can just hone in on different ways to just brain. It's like a brainstorming session with someone else. Just imagine you're talking to a friend and you have this list of ideas and you can break down different ideas and expand on them. And you just ask ChatGPT to do it. And it does. Wow. It's different than Googling. I thought it would be more like Googling, but I feel like with Google, I have to like, <sighs> I have to learn the vocabulary and I have to get really specific to find my answers, you know, but that all has to happen inside my head. And it sounds like that's not, that doesn't have to happen there. Okay. So this is, I really like, I, I want to play with this. So, um, so, okay. So the next thing is when I, once I get my list of ideas, um, then I would normally make like an outline, like, what am I going to talk about? Or, um, I really, I need to make an outline before I write it or else I just end up with like this scattered mess that I have to reorganize. So how do you use the topic ideas and chat GPT to make an outline then? All right. So there are, um, if you just want a very basic outline of the idea, all you need to do is you just ask GPT, sorry, ask chat GPT to create an outline for your blog post from, and then you put the idea you let them know what idea you want them to create an outline for. But it can also, which is really super cool, is it can create a custom outline for you. So say you want, um, you know, different sections or say you want main topics and subtopics, you can actually define the level of detail that you want so that ChatGPT puts it in an outline that's more attuned to what you want it to do. So when you say, okay, I need another example. Do you have an example? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I actually, in the workbook, I have a lot of examples for people. So if you're following along and you're kind of confused at what we're talking about, the workbook has so many examples of prompt templates that you can use. And I'm actually using some of them That's as I'm awesome. talking to you right now. So what you can do is you can say like create an outline for a blog post on, and then you would put your idea that has blank number of sections and then you say, ensure each section covers a unique aspect okay. of the topic. Or you can say that. Um, it's like a rubric. Uh, it's like what the teacher would give me to make sure that my thesis paper has everything in it. <laughs> yeah, you know, because if you're somebody that has a really, mm -hmm. you know, specific writing style and how you want your outlines done, you can just let ChatGPT know, you know, I want four sections. And I want each section to have a main topic and like three subtopics in bullet points. 
and it's it'll do exactly what you tell it. It's really just imagine you're talking to a friend and you're telling them, you know, create me an outline that has this, this, and this. That's exactly what you do with ChatGPT. You just tell it what you want. And when it gives you the outline, does it give you like a paragraph or do you just start with the outline and then you move into the next part where you like, do you write it? Does it write it? How do, okay. Well, tell me. Okay. So (laughs) after it generates the outline for you, you can actually go back. And if you don't like parts of the outline, you can say section two, you know, can you change section two? section two to have this topic or to make these points, or you can actually go back and have it revise it. So once you have your outline the way you want it, what you can do is um, you can just ask it to create a blog post for you. You You can just say, please write a blog post for, um, for this outline. And it it will. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) I really have to try this. I really do. Like, I believe you. It's just, it just seems, <laughs> what makes, yeah, so what makes the work that I did with um, all of our well, podcast before, writing seem like so much work? <laughs> yeah, it's not. Actually, we skipped the part where the, we do the keywords. Yeah. So after we do like the outline, mm-hmm. um, you know, you could ask it to give you keywords okay. to go through. So you would just basically say, you know, generate a list of keywords for my blog post from the outline you just created. Okay. And it will generate a list of keywords for you. You can actually ask it to create primary keywords and like secondary keywords. So your process is that you start with the ideas and then you work through the outline with ChatGBT and then you refine the outline and then you ask it for keywords relative to your outline. And then you ask it to write the blog post and then I bet that you probably edit that sucker to make sure it's like your words and personality and that kind of thing, right? Yeah. And so one thing I wanted to bring up also is when you ask it to write the blog post from your outline, you can let it know that you want to make sure it includes those keywords. Oh, okay. So you can tell it, you know, write it for the outline, make sure you include these keywords just to make sure it does that. And Mm -hmm. I also wanted to let you know that if you have an article that's already written and you want it to extract keywords from that, you can just plug the article in and simply ask ChatGPT to, um, you know, provide recommendations for you and pull out keywords from your article. So if you're not somebody that wants to use ChatGPT to write the article for you or do any of that stuff, you can go back and have it do that for other articles you've written. And there are... One of the things I will tell you from what I've learned is if you just ask ChatGPT to write an article for you from an outline, it's going to be horrible. <laughs> it's gonna, it, because it uses like these verbose words in places and it's not like how I talk and it's, it's a little challenging. So it's really the key is in how you write your prompt. So you can ask it to make it more conversational. You can ask it to write it in an eighth grade level reading level, you know, an eighth Mm -hmm. grade reading level. So it doesn't use, you know, verbose words. You can ask it to keep it, you know, casual or make it formal or humorous, inspirational. You can just use different attributes like that to really 
customize it more to your tone of voice. You can also plug in, if you have writing that you've done in the past, mm -hmm. you can tell G chat GPT that here is your writing style and plug in that article and have them you ask them to, when they write the article for you to use that as kind of a reference of how they write the article to, to use your tone and style in the article they write. That's, that's fun. So it knows, it gets to know you. Yeah, I've actually um, taken writings from other people and asked it to analyze the writing and tell me what type of prompt I would have to type in to get it to write uh, something of that nature for me. So wow. for example, when I was writing uh, descriptions for my book for Amazon, you know, that's not an easy task to come up with a description of a book, right? So what I did was I copied Alex Hermosi. I don't know if anybody, you've heard of him. I hmm. copied his description from Amazon and plugged that into chat GPT and said, I want my description to sound in a similar conversation style and tone to this. And it did, it made it, but it didn't make it sound like Alex Hermosi and it didn't put the information from his description and it just used his tone and style for my description, which was pretty exciting. I thought that it can do this. That. This could save me so much time in writing my emails. Like I, I actually writing blog posts is kind of fun, but then when I have to like roll it into an email, I feel like it's harder for me because it's got to be more succinct, but I want to tell a story because I want to write it. Like I'm friends. I'm, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, so I well, that's okay, another I... thing you can do with Chat GPT. It's really cool. So if so, for your case, right, that you told me, what you would do is you would take your blog post and you would say, "All right, Chat GPT, please create an email. Start the email with a story, and then you know, put your story in of what you wanted to start with, or just a brief outline of your story, mm -hmm. and then tell them you want like a basic summary of the blog post, and it will do that for you. It is. Oh, wow. Yeah. So what I did with my book, which was really cool for my description, what I asked it for was I was like, well, first I gave it the table of contents for my book. So it was really clear on what the book covered. And then I asked it to write a, a one paragraph description of what the book sounded was, what the book was. I asked it mm -hmm. to write a one sentence summary of what the book was. And it did. It's just amazing. It's really great at summarizing information for you. And, you know, I've actually said, condense this paragraph into two sentences and it does and it's like more amazing than I could have ever done you know what else I could do I submit articles to um a magazine and so he'll pick which article recent article I've written and which one it is and then I have to edit it from like 2,500 words back down to 800 words oh and wow. while I don't mind doing that because you know it's not actually that hard. They're all there. You just delete them and, and like try to make it still make sense. I bet I could put that 2,500 word article into chat GPT and say, um, okay, I'm going to make up my prompt. You tell me if this would work or not. Um, edit this down to between 800 and 900 words. Keep the conversational tone and see what it does. Yeah. With that, and yeah I would act it. So here's what I would do. I would make sure that the one thing about chat GPT is when I've asked it to summarize or, you know, condense stuff, it starts using its own language. You know, it just kind of makes mm -hmm. it. So what you have to make sure in the prompt is 
you tell it to without changing the overall content. Those are keywords without changing the overall content. And so that way it'll keep what you, your general idea and your writing structure, but, you know, condense it down. You really are a programmer. <laughs> you really are. It's like, I'm listening to this. I'm like, it is. It's like learning a programming language. I love it. But you know what? It's actually like talking it, to people. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. It's actually like talking to somebody who has no idea what you're talking about. And you need to explain that, you know, step by step so that they understand it. And it's yeah. just a challenge, but it's so fun. Like, I love this stuff. Like, it's uh, it's really fun for me. Well, and I'm excited that you get to share it with other people because this is, yeah. So do you use the, the, um, the finalized article then to help it write a title for it? Um, how do you do that? Cause I have a really hard time with titles. I have to be fair at really hard time. I actually just recorded a podcast yesterday. No idea what the title is going to be. I've written seven different ones. I've <laughs> deleted them all. I can't wait to go put it in a chat GPP and, and hopefully it will help me title this stupid article. <laughs> you know, what, that is it. my downfall too. I have ideas for apps that I've actually mapped out and didn't do because I couldn't think of a name for it. Like I couldn't get that, a good name and it's just such a challenge for me. That is like the worst thing for me. I cannot name stuff. And chat GPT is like amazing at this. Now it doesn't always get it perfect. Like I've had to spend, you know, a couple, you know, four or five going back and forth with, I don't like this. Here's why I don't like it. Can you generate more ideas based on this? Or here's what I want it to say. Can you generate titles based on that? And uh -huh. so, what you can do is you can ask it just to generate a title from your outline or, you know, even from your keywords or even from like a blog post. Um, but you probably will have to say, you know, I like this idea because of this, but here's what I don't like about it. Can you generate some more ideas? And it yeah. will. And it's really nice because if you ask a person that like five times, they're going to be like, please stop asking me. I'm not going to help you anymore. But ChatGPT yeah. is like happy to help. <laughs> it just keeps generating ideas for you. So that is, it's funny that you say that because uh, like about naming things is so hard. I, so we help people with their websites. That's what we build websites, right? And we'll have new businesses come to us and, and, and many times they've been like, we have this new business. We know exactly what we're calling. We have all, or not, we don't, they don't know what they're calling it, but they have all the processes and all the stuff around it. And they're like, they have a building, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. And they're like, can you help us think of a name and a tagline? And I'm like, Ooh, I'm not your girl. Totally not. Like, totally not your girl. Like my mom thought of my business name. I did not. <laughs> yeah. Um, funny. Uh, yeah. Like, the story behind that is my middle name is May, M-A-Y-E. My grandmother's middle name is May. Her mother's middle name is May. My mom's middle name was is Faye, F-A-Y-E. And then there's Kay, Renee, Ray, and they all rhyme and they're all these, okay? So then she's like, wait a second, you may create. You oh. may create a brochure. You may create a website. So you're may create. And I'm I like, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll run with it. She thought of it before I even started my business. And I'm like, I, I remember doodling it while I was on my study abroad trip my last year of college before I ever even started my business because my mom <laughs> already named it. And then it took until I was 25 when she convinced me to actually start it. But um, yeah. Okay. Enough of me though. 
All right. So a um, few more questions for you. You said there's a few things that you don't want to do with chat GPT. Are there any other things like, you know, you warned us that it's only retaining knowledge up to 2021. And then what, what else? Is there anything else that you're like, do not do this. It won't work for you. You know, I think you can just try it for yourself. Like sometimes I'll mm-hmm. type in prompts and I'll be like, oh, I have no idea what answer I'm going to get. And mm-hmm. I just do it. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? You know, it tells you no, or it gives you some weird answer or something like that. And it's not going to call you stupid or anything. Um, I did, however, get into a, a minor argument with it uh, a few weeks ago. <laughs> and, and I don't call it an argument. It probably didn't no care. Argument. But um, I had asked it something about its processing capabilities that I was trying to learn. Um, you know, like a month or so ago. And then I came back and asked it about it again. And it tried to confirm what it told me. And it said, no, that's not true. And I'm like, wait, but this is what you told me. And it's like, I understand that I apologize for the inconvenience. And it says that is not true. And, you know, it told me again. And I'm like, I'm not accepting this as an answer. So I went back and I copied and pasted other stuff that it told me that was relevant. And I said, here, this is something else you told me. And they kept saying, I apologize. That is not correct. And then like after like the third time, it finally said, as I said earlier, (laughs) and because it was getting annoyed with me that I kept asking it. But I just wanted to be sure because it told me one thing before. So it's not always correct. I will tell you that. So if you're relying on it for facts, you know, you really need to check the facts. Don't rely on it for that. Um, you know, it gets confused just like everybody else. Well, <laughs> it, it doesn't always give you the right answers. So you have to be careful about it and always check. Um, if you're presenting information about a specific topic and you get information from Jet chat GPT about it, please go in and double check that it, what it told you was correct, especially if you're putting it out there in front of a bunch of people and your reputation's on the line or whatever. You don't want to say, well, chat GPT told me. So that's why I did it. So that's like being like, well, I read it on Wikipedia and it's like, yes, <laughs> I bet you did. Um, that's fine and everything. <laughs> Where else? <laughs> yeah. I do have like one other question about capabilities and then we, because this just up. Editing. So one of the challenges that I have is like where the comma goes, whether it should be a semicolon or a colon or a dash or an M dash, or can you ask it, does it edit? Can it do that? It can proofread. Yeah. That's what's called proofreading. Yeah. Just say, you know, proofread this article. I actually use Grammarly for that kind of thing, but you Uh can still use ChatGPT. I haven't really tested it to you know, make sure that it actually proofread correctly, but yeah, it can proofread and it can actually also translate languages. Like you said, you talk to your Spanish people, you can write your, whatever your phrase is in English and then say, please translate that to Spanish. And wow. It, and it yeah. probably does it a better job maybe than Google translate does because um, yeah, my husband and I are taking a trip to Costa Rica. So I've been doing like a ton of research and there's not actually as much as you would think, like their businesses, I guess, don't have as many, uh, websites as you would think. A lot of their stuff is on Facebook. So I'm in Facebook and I'm like, yeah, I, whoa, like, no. And so like Facebook will be like, or my browser Chrome will be like, do you want us to translate this for you? And I'm like, sure. Um, cause I, 
you know, I've taken Spanish and I, I studied abroad in Costa Rica, but that does not mean that I like, I, I speak Spanish, like a five-year-old, maybe, maybe <laughs> might be more like a two-year-old. And so <laughs> I'll read it and I'll be like, I'm pretty sure that's not what they were trying to say there. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> So hopefully it's smarter than Google Translate. <laughs> I've never That'd actually used it myself for that, though. Like, I've never asked it to translate, but it, it says it can do it. So it's one of its capabilities. Very cool. Well, OK, so you have the workbook that everybody can go out to me create and download, which will be some. I can't wait. I can't wait to download it. And do you have um, anything else that you want to tell people about like any offers that you have in your business or any like courses or anything coming up so they could learn maybe more about how to use this for themselves? I actually have some courses coming up, but nothing solidified that I feel comfortable talking about it right now. Okay. Um, <laughs> in the back of the workbook, you can find information about me and my website and stuff like that. So if you just go to techwithandrea.com, you can see, um, what all I have to offer by, by the time this podcast comes out, I will have the website up and should have more information on there and some freebies. I have other freebies uh, to give out that I've created too. Awesome. Well, whenever you have your chat GBT course, you'll have to tell me about it so I can tell other people about it <laughs> so they can learn exactly what prompts to write because it does take sometimes a programmer's brain to sort through, like find the common thread and the actual words that you need to pull the data out of the database and into the loop to display it for people to see, right? Um, so keep us posted on your new business adventures, okay? Oh, very exciting. Yeah, and it's all just trial and error. You know, if you're not getting the answers you want, I included a section in the workbook on what to do. If you're not getting uh, the responses from ChatGPT that you want, there are different techniques and things that you can add to the prompt to help you out, but it's just have fun with it. It's super simple. And the more information you give it, the better your results are going to be. So this is, I'm okay. Well, if everybody else isn't completely pumped about going back to their <laughs> computer and sitting down and figuring out how to use this program, well, then they're not me because I'm really, really proud of that. <laughs> Thank you so much for this introduction to ChatGPT. I'm, I'm pumped. Uh, make sure everybody go out and download the workbook because yeah, it's going to teach us a lot. And this could save us like hours and hours worth of time and just be like the little mm -hmm. writing friend that we needed, right? Because everybody yeah. needs a friend to help them write. I feel like writing on an island sucks. Don't yeah, I mean, that. if you've ever wanted like, <laughs> to run an article by somebody or say, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? And nobody was around. Well, now you have chat GPT to do it. So um, I just want to thank you so much for inviting me to be on your amazing podcast. It's an honor Aww. and I truly appreciate it so much. I think you are amazing. So thank you. Oh, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge with us today. Thanks everybody for listening. And until next time, go forth and market with purpose. To get a copy of the show notes, and all those links that we just heard from our guest, head on over to maycreate.com, M-A-Y-E-C-R-E-A-T-E.com. And of course, I have to tell you the things that all podcasters are supposed to tell you at the end of their episodes. Like, if you thought this was awesome, you could subscribe. And then I would like get to tell you when I have new stuff for you to learn and new episodes and new people to meet, new stories to tell. Oh, and of course, I would really love it if you left a review. 
So head on over to maycreate.com for those show notes, M-A-Y-E-C-R-E-A-T-E.com, or maybe even contact my team about building that next website. We can do it for you. And we even have our Better Than DIY website program that teaches you to plan and build your own website. So head on over to maycreate.com, M-A-Y-E-C-R-E-A-T-E.com. I'll meet you over there.